Hey there, thanks so much for joining me today. Let's acknowledge Jesus. Jesus, you're so good. We thank you that you are, that you just care so much about us. We thank you that you're preparing us for your return, to stand before you. And we just give you all the praise and all the glory. We thank you so much for the extension of your love, that you're giving us more time because we're not ready to stand before you. Love you, praise you, give you all the glory in your name. Love you. In your precious name we pray, amen. He's so good, he's so in love with us, and he truly is preparing us for his return. That's all he's been talking to me about. And if you hadn't heard, um, he spoke this to me audibly, the hour of Jesus has come. And then the Holy Spirit said, what does that mean, Lord? And he said, the hour of testing has come. Two days later, a great, a, a great hour of testing is at hand. And then he said, like two seconds later, I'm frustrated, obey me. So what he's saying is that he wants us to obey him because when we obey him, we're right with him. And then he won't have to say, away from me, I never knew you, you who practice lawlessness, Matthew 7, 21 through 23. He said that. He said to the five virgins, I didn't know you, I wasn't acquainted with you. And so what he's frustrated about is we're not obeying him. And there's so much to know that we can't know unless we sit at his feet. And so he's encouraging us to get it together quickly because he is coming. And that's what he's telling me to tell you. And so we need to do that. And he was talking to me today about the way things are. You know, in the last days, he said, men's hearts will grow cold towards each other. And he brought this to mind in 2 Timothy 3. He said, understand this, that in the last days will come perilous times of great stress and trouble, hard to deal with and hard to bear, for people will be lovers of self, utterly self-centered, lovers of money, aroused by inordinance, greedy desire for wealth. They'll be proud and arrogant and contentious boasters. They will be abusive, blasphemous, scoffing, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, profane. Verse 3. They will be without natural human affection, callous and inhuman, relentless, admitting of no truce or appeasement. They will be slanders, false accusers, troublemakers, intemperate and loose in morals and conduct uncontrolled, fierce haters of good. They will be treacherous, betrayers, rash, inflated with self-conceit. They will be lovers of sensual pleasures, vain amusements more than lovers of God. And so actually the part he wanted me to talk about today is how cold that we are towards each other, how cold people are towards each other. And how, like, when you go to the store now, people are so um, just not wanting to look at you. They're wearing masks. They're wearing gloves. They don't want you near them. If you if you cross that six-foot distancing, you get a look. And people are just cold towards each other. No one's talking to each other or smiling. Everybody's just out there getting their stuff, and they want to get back home. And 
they're afraid. The thing is, is that they're afraid. They're walking in fear. You know, the enemy, he just uses fear. And this is the enemy. He's out to kill, steal, and destroy. And those that don't know God, they live in fear. They're fearful. And that's why they're doing what they're doing. They're afraid they're going to get this virus, and they're afraid they're going to die. And being afraid to die is really not knowing Jesus. Because if you leave here and you know Jesus, then you're going to be fine. And you know you're going to be fine. And, and if you know Jesus, you're not going to be worried. And, you know, the other thing I felt like he was talking to me about is how, you know, we as Christians, it's kind of, I feel like he's saying it's our fault because we're not walking in the truth. What about by his stripes we were healed? How many of us walk in that truth? Or do we live our lives sick and running to the doctor and not giving God the glory for what Jesus did. And by doing that, we're not showing the people the truth. And so they don't see that they can go to church to get healed. They don't see that truth. And I'm not saying it's not happening anywhere, but the majority of us, I feel like God is saying, we just live like they live. So they don't see any difference from us to them. In fact, if Christians are wearing the masks and they're freaking out, how are they going to see the truth? And so it's our fault. We're not showing Jesus. We're not representing him. And, you know, maybe you're, you're thinking, you know, how can you talk to me about not going to the doctor and going to the doctor? I'm just telling you what I believe God is wanting me to tell you. And his word does say, by his stripes, we are healed. Yes, God uses a doctor, but I feel like he's telling us to grow up, to be like God. Didn't Jesus say that? Be imitators of God. Imitate him. And if we imitate him, I highly doubt that he would go to the doctor because he is the doctor. And so when we got Jesus living on the inside of us, we don't have to be afraid. We can say, if I get sick, I'm healed. By his stripes, I'm healed. And have testimonies so that we can tell people, choose Jesus. You know, so often we say, oh, it's okay. Jesus is going to make everything okay. And he is. He is going to make everything okay. But people don't understand they have to choose Jesus. And so the other part of that is God is saying, do the greater work. Do the greater thing. Tell people who I am. Walk in it. Live it so they can see me and you so they can see that they don't have to be afraid. Don't be like them, but help them to be like you. Go to Jesus. Stop going to the world because we're not going to be in the world much longer. It's temporary. It's a temporary place, and we're meant to live in heaven on the earth. And so if we're living in heaven on the earth, I know I'm getting pretty gutsy here, but I just got to tell the truth. I got to do my job. And you got to do your job. We all got to stand before Jesus. And we're accountable for the thing that he gave us to do. And he gave us a greater work to do. And in that greater work, we got to let people know that God is good. And they can go to God. They don't have to live by the world system. They don't have to. They can go to Jesus. They don't have to wear a mask. We don't have to wear gloves. We're already covered by the blood of Jesus. We're whole and we're healed. We have a God that is compassionate and he cares and he cares for those people. 
And, you know, I, I've said it before. I felt like God is, keeps bringing it up. We're making jokes of it. We're laughing at them, and He is crying for them. He has compassion for them. Those are His children. He loves them. And us older children that know Him, He's expecting us to do our part. He's saying, where are you? Why are you laughing? Why are you blending in? You're to be doing that greater thing, that greater work. Tell them who I am. Stop laughing at them and tell them the truth. Tell them they don't need to wear a mask. Tell them, that, tell them all the healing experiences you had when God healed you. And if you don't have any, get some. Hurry up. He's coming, and he wants us to tell the truth. He wants us to stop blending in and being like them and not making a difference. We're, we're in this mess because we're not doing our part. That's what he's saying. Do your part. Be who I called you to be. Represent me. Do that greater thing. So that's what he's saying today. You know, we got this six-foot thing going on. No one's looking at each other or touching anyone. In the last days, men's hearts will grow cold and they'll hate each other. And, and people do. They, they treat you like they hate you. I, I've been out there, and I felt it, and I saw it, and it's crazy. And it's our fault because we're not spreading Jesus. We're too calm. We're too meek. We don't want anyone to know. We don't want to be different. We need to be different, especially now. They need us, and God is saying, go for me. Who will go for me? Who will do this greater work? Are you just going to sit around in your purple linen and um, your, your fancy stuff and not care about the people, not care about my children. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. Just care about what he cares about. And he is crying for those people we're making jokes about. He is crying. He loves them. And it's our part to tell them about Jesus. Not only about him, but to, that they know they have to choose him. And once they choose him and they have him living on the inside, of them and, and they're feeling his presence and, and looking at the word and, and, and all of a sudden they know him. That's the thing, right? When you know him and then all of a sudden they're going to have that peace and they're going to be like, oh, I'm okay. I can throw this mask away. I don't have to wear these gloves. I don't have to keep washing my hands all day long. I heard an announcement. I think it was at Walmart about washing your hands every two seconds or two minutes or something like that. They are so afraid. And Satan is the bottom line. He is out to kill, steal, and destroy. He is the one. The Bible said our warfare is not against flesh and blood, but against spiritual darkness. He's making people afraid. And I can relate to that. I had so many fears that were not real. They were not real. We, they're, you know, we're freaking out about something that isn't real. Jesus is real. He can do it. He can, he can do it. If you can believe it, he can do it. What did he say to that man about his little boy? He said, anything's possible for him who believes. So if you get a virus or if you, if you believe you don't get a virus, that is what will happen. Jesus said, according to your faith, it'll be done to you. And so you don't have to worry about it. In fact, in his book, Worry is Sin. Because if you're worrying, you say you don't believe, you're saying you don't believe in him. If you're not depending upon him, you don't believe in him. We're, we're so confused and mixed up. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. Care about what he cares about. What does he care about? 
that we care about each other, right? For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. When you believe in him, then you're going to get involved with him. You're going to care about what he cares about. You're going to do his word. You're going to call those things to be not as though they were. You're going to prove his word, his will, his word is good and perfect. And you're going to be that overcomer he's calling you to be. Just don't sit tight in your house and do nothing. Ask him what you need to do. He's coming, and we're all going to stand before him. And he wants you to know that, and he wants you to be ready. Tell everybody you know about Jesus. And when I look around, that's not what I see. People are just wasting this time, this precious time that God is using for your good so you can get to know him, find out your assignment, and go do that thing that he's calling you to do. He's coming, and you need to be ready. If you just ignore it, then you're, you're really saying that um, you don't agree with him, and you're not going to do his law. That's what you're saying. That's what you're saying. You're saying, I didn't know you. I didn't agree with you. I just did what I wanted to do. So on that day, he's going to say, I didn't know you. You who practice lawlessness. I didn't agree with you. You didn't agree with me. You don't want that to happen. Hell is a real place. How often did Jesus say, throw him into the fire, throw him into the furnace? Look at the word of God. It's, hell is real and not everyone is going to go to heaven. We have to be in agreement with Jesus to live with him. When we leave here or when he comes, we're going to be moving. It's a real thing. We're going to be moving either to heaven or to hell. So the first thing you have to do if you're listening, you never heard about Jesus before, is you have to ask him to come and live on the inside of you. Revelation 3.20, he said, he's knocking at the door of your heart. And if you heed his voice, if you're going to be in agreement, he's going to come in and live on the inside of you. And he's going to be your comforter, your counselor, your standby, your teacher. He's going to tell you things to come. That's what he's doing. He's telling us things to come. He's coming. He's going to remind you of the things he said. He's reminding us of the things he said. In the last day, the stuff is going to happen, and it's happening. So we're in the last day. And um, I'm just thinking of where I read. I'm not exactly sure where it was, but scoffers are the ones who are saying, oh, he, he said he's coming, but that's been forever. And he's calling you a scoffer. And so be careful. Be careful. Don't be relaxed. He said, be attentive that he's coming. Be attentive. Be watchful. Otherwise, for you, if you're not watchful, it's going to be like a thief in the night. You don't want it to be that way. You want to be ready. You want to have all your vessels full. You want to be ready, standing at the door. I did this for you. I did that for you. Whatever you tell me to do, I'm going to do it. He's made it so real to me that he's coming that I can hardly sleep. And so I know that that time is near. I don't know the day or the hour, but I know I have asked that he would help me to be ready, and I believe that's what he's doing. So let's ask Jesus, if you never have, to come and live on the inside of you, okay? So, dear Jesus, we thank you and praise you that you love us and you want to come and live on the inside of that person that doesn't know you. You want to live on the inside of all of us. You want us to walk in your way and prove that you are good and that you are really all that we need. 
And with you, every need is met. And we don't have to worry or panic or have fear about anything because you love us and it, it is your promise to take care of us. You, in fact, made provision for us ahead of time. And so we thank you that you would come live on the inside of us and make yourself real to us. Help us to build that relationship with you. Get ready for your return. Thank you. We praise you and give you all the glory. You're so good. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. He is so good. He is so in love with you. And if you said that prayer, he is living on the inside of you. And he is going to be your God, and he's going to prepare you for his return. He's so in love with us, and that's why he's not here yet. He's waiting for us to be ready for him. He's waiting for you to be ready to take him seriously. Ask him to make it real to you that he's coming. Ask him. Ask him to make himself real to you. John 1.1 1, 1 says he's his word. And so now you want to get that word in your heart if you never read it before and just go ahead and feast on it. Go ahead and binge on it because the faster you get to know him, the better. So if you said that prayer, I'd love it so much if you'd let me know if I inspired you in any way. I'd love it still too. If you let me know. God bless you. Thanks so much for this.